Well, the BBC has new reports coming in. Oh, breaking news. I thought this was a great headline, and I didn't read any further. (laughs) And the the title of the article is, What Dining in the Dark Does to Your Taste Buds. (laughs) I think that's fantastic. (laughs) Okay. This is the... I I love that we have now journalistic integrity. Yes. That we're having Because we've roped in the BBC, and that gives us the stamp of... We've done our job, due diligence. You've heard, you've heard of this this one. Yeah. This is the BBC. This is the big boy. The big boy channel, the BBC. This is the, the big, big boy, boy channel. channel. <laughs> That's what big British channel. Uh-huh. Um did they do you do I I mean you haven't read the article. I haven't read the article because I read the headline that and I was like I was imagining <laughs> I was imagining myself at 2 a.m. Pulling something out of the fridge and being blinded by the light, and my taste uh-huh. buds recoiling in horror, obviously. <laughs> and I pull out my cold spaghetti and I shut the fridge and I'm in the pitch black and I wander over to the sink <laughs> in the mirror. You, like, and I'm you don't know over the sink any- and I'm, I'm like twisting my fork and I don't know if I'm getting anything. Yeah, you, you do a few up. dry runs where you go like, oh, there's nothing on uh-huh. that one. Okay, let me. But then finally, again. you get a good bite and your taste buds. Oh, what a magical ooh sensation! Eating in the dark, your taste buds are alight. It's ratatouille. You're eating in the like. There's the spark of purple. There's the greens coming in. Oh, there's my a little childhood. melody. My childhood <laughs> flashes into my eye, but you can't tell because it's in the dark. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a whole montage, but it's just all dark. Did I wonder if the author of this did just watch uh, Daredevil on Netflix? Like, did they? Do they hey, I don't think, think that's eating how, in the dark is work? the same as eating if you're blind. I don't think that's the same. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's maybe they do have that my my mother did uh this past week uh boldly state mm-hmm. to my brother uh the reason you don't like coffee is you're probably a super taster just like me and then oh. we be like oh, oh super taster, super taster. Oh, oh, oh here I, comes I'm the sorry. x-men oh yeah. geez. <laughs> oh i can oh what is i can taste the air like a snake and like a snake. Uh, there's uh-huh. 12 people in this room um and <laughs> I, can I can tell, tell that the ozone cologne. layer in this room is very high <gasps> any coffee here oh that's a bad <laughs> i can taste the coffee a super that is, taster tasting in the dark uh-huh. i'm gonna say i don't think i don't think they did studies well, they do have they these restaurants. They do have these like very oh ooh Michelin star or whatever restaurants you can go to, and they serve you your meal in the dark, and it's supposed to be a an intense experience, I suppose. Is there anything to that? I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. That's, <laughs> I'm <gonna> absolutely say. <laughs> not. <laughs> this you know, is the same grifter shit that people are doing of <laughs> like you could get absolute abs by eating raw liver and it's just like no you can't like, i think the people the at these restaurants saying? the people who are running these restaurants are just cheapskates and they're, they're not willing to pay the electric bill <laughs> you can't even you turn it on it's just the most like decrepit bad building you've ever been in. <laughs> the chef <laughs> is like Whoa. wearing an apron and no pants and he's like oh, you weren't supposed to see he has a rat on his head. It's ratatouille. He's like, <laughs> it's a bat because oh. he can see in the dark. It's a batatouille. That's right. Batatouille. Right. There you go. Batatouille. And you know what? That is the hit movie in all the theaters in Segment City. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Segment City, everybody. My name is Will Kane, and boy, oh boy, I'm I'm not batatouille. I'm not ratatouille. I am catatouille, though, because I have a cat that constantly wants to sit on my fucking head. <laughs> and control your every move. Yeah, and exactly. I'm Theo Sopakos, and, you know, some say 
I need all the lights on to do anything. All right. <laughs> I can see. I don't know. If I can't see, I'm not doing it. All right. I don't got night vision. This I don't is got not night vision. Dungeons this... and Dragons. All right. This is a Modern Warfare. All right. Get your spec ops out of here. Mm, no Russian. This is a podcast in which Theo and I, ooh, we dumpster dive our way through the internet. We get all the good comedy morsels we can from unexpected places and we package them into segments for you to listen to. We, we, we don't, get all, we don't all discriminate, all right? You can do whatever you want with them. As, That's true. As long as you're, you know, sanitary about it. Now, Theo, this is, I don't know if you keep up with news and things like that. I'm surfing the BBC, the Big Boys Channel, so I mean, come <laughs> the on. Big Boys Channel, that's true. Um, but this, there's apparently a new turmoil in uh, the old, the old. I guess you'd call them gender wars, I don't know. Okay. The social uh, diatribe where people are asking, all, all these, CNN, I've seen articles on CNN, NBC, all, all these things. All the news People outlets. are asking. Why are so many young men single? Oh. What's up with these young men? Okay. Can't, uh, appara- can't even be appara- single in peace anymore, huh? Gotta nope. gotta get picked on for that now, too? Nope. Apparently, uh, a lot of men are just stopping dating. Oh, they're, okay. They're, they're not uh, engaging in dating. Uh, I actually have a few... People kept on citing these uh, figures, and I thought they were interesting, and I wanted to kind of talk about them. Okay. This is Will's... Will, Talks about will dissect the data. Come on, <laughs> yeah. So this is a. Uh, I'm taking some information from uh, the Guardian, which has an article that is uh, why are so many, why have young men fallen out of love with romantic relationships, and so they they say a recent Pew research study has found that 63 percent of men under 30 describe themselves as single, compared with 34 percent of women in the same age bracket. That is a big... That's... Wow. That's okay, big, hold on. Assuming that the yeah. numbers are roughly equal, there is some miscommunication happening that, here. <laughs> some people there, think that they're is an relationships and some people don't. I see that you're dialing into describe themselves as Describe themselves, exactly. <laughs> like it's uh, like a, a female reporter asking a guy and they're like, you single? And the guy's like, well, I guess, uh, yeah. I if mean, you're asking. <laughs> who's you're asking? asking. I, uh, who's asking? Especially for men under 30, that is the probably, I mean, we're men under 30. I'm 28 currently, mm-hmm. so I'm <laughs> under 30. I'm, the old, I'm an old man, but I'm, I'm an old Late 20s. You're in the age range where other people in your younger 20s look at you and say, I bet he's got his life together. And you also <laughs> look at yourself and think, I don't have my life together. By God. Yeah, there's no, I, they look at me with my like fucking goth shirts with like skulls. And that's and just like, like I bet create he's... your own reality. And they're just like, this guy's creating his own reality. Yeah, that's why I could tell that. College freshmen are like, I bet he remembers the war. <laughs> which war covid i don't know just you know the war <laughs> no well uh, apparently uh it is getting hard for for young men to i, I think there, another part of this is that i think women skew uh dating older than themselves interesting which i think probably also contributes to it but it, there does seem to be a theme of men just kind of dropping out where i'm being like i'm i'm good actually, actually. i'm good and i want to just kind of have a little, little you and i opinion section mm-hmm. of the newspaper mm-hmm. of uh what do you think about dating nowadays what do i think about dating nowadays and, and why do you think I it feel might like be I'm an old man on rocking chair on the porch who's, you been, were probably, who's been out of the game for so long it's <laughs> you're probably just one like... of the worst person to talk about because you are you like mentioned before how long you've been dating your girlfriend and it is yeah, like it's a full third of my life, life at this point 
Oh, we did the you math. You have not been in the dating game for that entire time. <laughs> no, certainly so, not. It's like um, our friend uh, who recently, well, not that recently, within the last few years, got married to her high school sweetheart. And mm-hmm. one time she did try to give me dating advice. And I was like, you literally You were looking have around like, dated. who gives like, who the right? <laughs> you you dated in high school, which is a different field than like yes. college dating and after. I think um, uh, I'm, in that, I'm in that weird pool where people, I'm young enough that people assume I've used dating apps. And I mm. just look at them with a blank stare like, mm-hmm. Sure. Mm. <laughs> no comment <laughs> because I don't want to feel uncool and like I've missed out on some experience, but it I feel not, pretty happy. So, hey, it's not very cool because apparently I also read a, another insane metric that like, uh, like I forgot the exact numbers, but it was like 75% or like a huge majority of dating app users are male. Okay. And that, the, so there's a huge amount of males and then like a tiny amount of uh, women who are like searching well, through. Yeah. There's, I mean, I feel like every new dating app that comes on the scene is the one that's like, we're the one that has the women though. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, <it's> like, <laughs> you know, that's their whole marketing. Unless it was like that weird Republican one that was like, sure, I guess. Women, do you want to come? And they're like, I no, 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 no. <laughs> they're like, it's a sausage fest here, but maybe you'll find a, a cool one. But it, I, as somebody who has used dating apps, I actually had success because my ex-girlfriend I met on Tinder. Um, mm-hmm. But that was, she even said, like, I didn't expect to like you kind of huh. deal. Like, she, she was like, I, you kind of, like, were interesting as opposed to the other people I went on Tinder dates with who were not very interesting. Which well, I, the I big think, question was, were, were you holding up a, a fish that you caught in one of your profile <laughs> pictures? And that- I, I did have a dog with me. So okay. That definitely. That's good. That boosts you up. Yeah. Yeah. And I say in my profile, I will not stalk you. Oh, nice. And wow. That really, big, that that's a big, that reels them right in. It really uh-huh. does. But I think that, I mean, it's, it is kind of a weird competition, I think, between women who get a lot of messages and men who feel like they don't get any response, like they feel invisible. Mm-hmm. And then women are just like overwhelmed with all this stuff. Like that's been a thing I've heard. And I could see yeah, like, relatable from for me, totally. the male perspective of like, they probably just get lower and lower investment and also like lower uh, wanting of like, hey, you whoop? Like those kinds of texts. Oh, it of, just like, becomes the bottom so, of the barrel. Ener- yeah, they're just doing lowest like Lowest common denominator of energy. Because it's like they know that they're, they're going to get nothing from it. Yeah. Um, which I think online dating is weird. Or not weird. I, I should say it's it's a weird it, in it used to be weird, and now it's apparently the main way that people meet each other. I think it's, I think it's the most other? common way now. Like, to hear people's how did you meet story, and it's if it's something that's not a dating app, you're like, oh, something new. All right. A real yeah. in-life, like, <laughs> you oh, really work. met in life. Oh. Wow. Crazy. I work from home. The only people I can meet are my girlfriend and my cat. Like, I, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I've ever met anyone where I asked them how they met, and they're like, yeah, we were both out, like, out at a bar, and we met each other, and now we're together. Like... That feels like such a classic way to get to know people. And I don't know a single couple that's gotten together like that. And this is as somebody who did not have good dating skills. This is my like Wilkins dating experience because in high school didn't have much luck. Every I I got very negative reviews. Oh, no. I I got the the I went to prom with a girl and I did a lean in for like the goodnight kiss and she physically put her hand on my chest and pushed me away and said, I do not. She said, I don't want to see you again. Oh, go to school together. No, that's devastation. It was devastating. What? So those, those are some of my early things. It's just like being devastated. I'm going to tell you this right now. 
she's a loser. All right, you're too good I, for her. I think you're she way did, too she good dated, for her. She dated multiple of my friends, so it's well. She's <laughs> a not, big loser. <laughs> she is a big loser, but it's. I think it's. I think there is a weird trend of because I thought about this and how I view dating when I was younger. That social media kind of makes a a different like it gives people a view because there's relationship status and yep. that becomes its own game. That I remember being like worried about and like, well, if I get in a relationship and then it ends up weirdly or whatever, I'll still have pictures on my profile with this person. And then you have to delete those. And then that becomes a whole thing. Like it becomes a whole rigmarole that I feel like older generations did not have to deal with where it's like you could. Online representation. I, I, I never, Laura and I never like Facebook got together became official yeah so so <laughs> i mean you didn't have to you're like in real life like talking to you're like so like college. but like facebook facebook thinks i'm single and so will give me like advertisements like hey there are hot singles in your area <laughs> and <laughs> like, i'm like I'm i think i'm actually set though <laughs> but i remember because that's also a, a trend that i saw is apparently people are feeling weird about going to bars like what you said of it's almost like quaint of like you met at a bar yeah. I can't believe well, it. Well, I don't go to bars to meet people. I go with bars with people that's, I know to interact with true. those people if I, if I want to do, like, for an activity, you know? And I feel like that's a different. I go to bars for generation. trivia, let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> All that's <right>. true. <laughs> you gotta go for that good trivia. If they yeah. got a movie night, oh, baby. Oh, baby. But it, it does kind of, t- like, it is very telling that even, I, like, dating somebody from work or from school, I'm like, I feel like that would be weird. It's because you have to interact with them later. I know people like you also hear more stories on the Internet of like, well, and from also like people I know of. I started dating a coworker and then we broke up and she like ghosted me, mm-hmm. but she still went to work. So uh-huh. I I still like saw her and I was like, hey, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I mean, so you get the yeah, weird things. I don't with know. That. People should still be friends after they break up if, if they were friends beforehand. I don't know. Unless things end weird. It, it becomes, I mean, it's hard. You get a lot of emotions in it. But I, I, I do feel like it's a it's a problem that I don't know what the solution is. I don't, because hmm. it seems like people are getting more isolated. And there's, there's less going to bars and ways to meet people. Because I remember thinking that when I was younger, too, of like, nobody told me how to, like, date or do anything. Like, nobody even no. mentioned it in my family. It was right. almost like taboo. To like, you're gonna start like, dating people. Ooh, you what? have a girlfriend. Like, ooh. Oh, my mother was the worst ooh. about that. She's like, ooh, you like a girl. Ooh, like that's a girl. why it's like, you're like, cool. I'm never you telling ensure. you anything, mom. Cool, cool, <laughs> that's cool, how cool, you cool. Sure, your sons yeah. never tell you yes. any of their romantic anything. Yeah. But anyway, I wanted to bring that up because mostly it was about that weird sixty-three <laughs> percent and thirty-four percent of women are so, like, what a what a disparity. What a disparity. What a strange disparity. But anyway. From the dating world into what into the, the food segments? world, you know how food it is. World. We always start. I always start off my yeah. my first segment as a as a food special delivery mm. to you. To me. and this one to come comes to us from the takeout. You know, obviously, thank you, the takeout. And this one is entitled "One Dollar Hot Dogs Are Not Projectiles." <laughs> That's just the title <laughs> of this article. <laughs> That's that is so open because now I'm uh-huh. immediately thinking about some kind of hot dog slingshot, uh-huh. some kind of hot dog gun. Uh huh. It's all very good. This is all, all very very good. very good ideas. I'm loving your energy. Mm-hmm. The article starts. We love our dollar deals as much as anyone else, but sometimes they can quite literally get out of hand. 
Philadelphia's local ABC affiliate reports that $1 hot dog night at Citizens Ballpark, home of the Philadelphia <laughs> Phillies, turned into a shit show this week when the <laughs> steep discount prompted hot dog chucking mayhem. Yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> when is... I've heard many stories of, like... Uh, nickel beer night or whatever and yeah. it always turns into that it's because just it's a, a cheap projectile yeah it's a like, cheap projectile right <laughs> also i thought it pro i mean projectile vomiting probably if it's one dollar yeah. hot dogs those are not going to be good well <laughs> so here's how it goes the whole thing started when a kid at the park challenged himself to a personal hot dog eating contest <laughs> <laughs> what a champ <laughs> That's my hero. My That's hero. a great kid. <laughs> he says, I, you know what? I could just get to do my own thing. I'm, I'm living my own life. <laughs> Attendee Robert Kristovich told 6ABC, it started in our section with them having a hot dog eating contest. This kid was eating a bunch of hot dogs. He had 13 and people were oh my God. <laughs> trying to Third. get People were trying to get him. People were like, eat another one, eat another one. So they started throwing hot dogs to him. The guard came over and started yelling, and then it just went nuts. <laughs> I, I, this is some, that is why you go to a sports game. I have to That's say, this is like, like, I feel like the rest of the country perceives Boston to be about roughly equal as Philly, but Philly mm -hmm. is different. And I say this. I'd say this about Boston. St. Patrick's Day is the one day a year when Boston becomes Philly. We're better than them yeah, for yeah, 364 true. days a year, but that one day we slide into Philly. Philly is, I'm going to make, this is my, this is not even a hot take. This is a lukewarm take. Philadelphia has the worst fans in all the sports <laughs> and they know it and they, and they know it and they, they love lean it. Into it. They love yeah, it. They absolutely, because they, they will wreck their city if they win. Like, yes. they don't, right. They, they don't give a shit. shit. Yeah. Uh, all it takes is one spark to a night of forest fire, or in this case, one kid with an impressive skill and dreams of becoming the next Joey Chestnut. Soon, Joey enough, Chestnut. <laughs> soon enough, there was a hailstorm of hot dogs being tossed. If these dollar dogs were flying through the air around my seat, I probably would have held on to a couple since it saved me a long wait in line. But it mm -hmm. seems the good citizens of Philadelphia were more interested in chaos than food. Oh, yeah, truer absolutely. words. Truer <laughs> words. Sweet I mean, takeout. Uh, yeah that's i mean their their key their main uh like food stuff is philly cheesesteaks like yeah. that's what they're famous for it's not a, a complicated sandwich not, not like they're known for their food some steak uh of course some asshole had to ruin the fun and kristovich explained to 6abc that things escalated quickly from there they were throwing people out like crazy because it progressed as things do to water bottles and so the water bottles started coming from the upper deck he said, <laughs> I was there with my boys and we got out. Some friends were, some fans were subsequently ejected from the ball baseball game. Uh, and then there's this entirely separate story that they <laughs> that they injected into this report. And I don't know why, but it's kind of interesting. Tossing food around the baseball games is nothing new. April 13th marked the 45th anniversary of the Reggie candy bar incident at Yankee Stadium mm -hmm. when fans pelted right fielder Reggie Jackson with a massive amount of his uh, candy bars after he hit <laughs> a three-run ho three homer. Uh, this was obviously more of a celebration than an attack, but effect was largely the same. The game was delayed as the grounds cleaned up all that wasted candy. You have to be careful about giving fans anything on their way in. On the way out, sure, That's, fine, yeah. have at it. Way in, you're asking for trouble. Was it free candy? Like, did yes, they give... that was free. They were giving oh, out because absolutely. they were, because they were, no. uh, they were 
the Reggie bar. That was like his, it was his candy bar and they were celebrating him. Uh, if there's anything I know about sports game, people go, they get fucking hammered yep. on like $15 beers. Yep. And then they throw shit. And then they throw so, <laughs> Right. Like, so Especially at baseball. Shit to throw. Because, the, because the thing you're watching at baseball is a not very interesting version of people throwing things. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what am I baseball, supposed to do? <laughs> I, I am commending this, the hot dog eater, because it's creating an event that is desperately needed in boring baseball games. Because every time <laughs> I go, I just talk to friends and then I go, oh, they hit the ball? Oh, that's neat. Like... <laughs> So, so they threw the candy. So that was just kind of what they ejected there. Was was just this little. Was just this other like this other (laughs) this other uh, story of forty five years ago how they threw candy bars at a a, at a different guy at a baseball game. And they haven't learned that it's like don't don't give fans cheap food. (laughs) Top top comment: If they weren't meant to be projectiles, they wouldn't be so aerodynamic, would they? Checkmate atheists. (laughs) (laughs) Once people start MacGyvering ways, like also I. Go, just going back to Joey Chestnut. Uh-huh. Is there anyone with a better name so than good. Joey Chestnut? It's, it's, it's beautiful. It rolls off the fucking tongue, <laughs> just like those hot dogs rolled down his throat. Because he, <laughs> I actually know who Joey Chestnut is. He's a champion yeah. of hot dog eating. I just, I love that this kicked off with some kid challenging himself to a hot dog. <laughs> so because, didn't even... because that is such me energy. That's like the, that's like the most me shit I've heard <laughs> you... in a while. <laughs> You would absolutely you you create competitions where there isn't any. There's no. There's only losers. We we went to a Brazilian barbecue one time, and I just kept. I was very hungry for like uh-huh. there's delicious meat there, and you decided that this was a challenge. This was a that challenge. I had yes. thrown the glove down. Yes, and you had thrown you the green consume... the green piece of paper down that said yes more please. Yeah, you needed to consume more meat than yes. I. And it was, <laughs> you just ended up with a tummy ache. If I, I don't, or you just were like, yeah, I'm done. I'm You've, done. I concede, I and I'm like, I don't, I'm good. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I'm good. I'm just here to eat. Yeah, uh, that is wonderful. Uh, how did this does beg the question? If he was challenging himself. Uh-huh. Did he like? How did other people get in on it? I think other people were just encouraging him. They were just he, passing him. They, hot, they kept passing him, just passing him hot dogs because they were so excited for the fact that he was eating, uh, you know, a bunch of hot dogs. This is the same thing. There were the, <laughs> there was that thing around Philly like last summer where there's that guy that put up flyers that was like, "Come watch me eat a whole rotisserie chicken." Oh yeah, remember <laughs> we talked about this? Like such a <laughs> Philly. What is going on in Philly? <laughs> Philly's going. They're going crazy in such a specific way. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, there! I I imagine sitting next to a kid that you see, and you're like, "Is he on his like fourth hot dog? Is he, he like is he going for his fifth? Is that his seventh hot dog?" Because I could absolutely see you being like, "You want another?" Like, and you, you want a second one. Yeah. You just hand it to him, and you're like, "I want to see how far." I'm gonna fund this kid. He's going places. <laughs> he's, he's, I'm, I'm an investor. Yeah, I'm an investor. for a dollar a pop, I'm willing to take it all the way. Yeah, until this guy pops exactly. <laughs> from too many hot exactly. dogs. But you know what, Theo? People are going nuts for food uh-huh. because I also have some food news. Tell me about it. I, I have a uh, relatively quick little article, and then I'm going to go into my main food article. But uh, this is from Insider.com. A Japanese cafe fired a waitress and accused her of mixing her blood into the cocktail Excuse she served. Excuse me, what? Yeah. <laughs> you can- what? Now, I'm I'm going to... 
we'll we'll get into. Hey, you know, uh, I what bring things that are fun entails. in games for the mm-hmm. news stories. Mine are all lighthearted, haha, yeehaw kind of fun, like chuckle butt fun. This is blood. This is this is people Why? drinking each other's blood. It's very fun for a, a vampire. What do you think? A Japanese cafe has fired a waitress and accused her of mixing her blood into the cocktails she made. The Mondeji Cafe in Sapporo, Akaido, said on Twitter that they fired one of their servers after she made customers a drink mixed with her blood. The drinks, called Arakaku, or original cocktail, usually contain fruits or other colorful <laughs> syrups, which is, sounds like a drink. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> nice. Know. Quote, such an act is no different from part-time job terrorism and is absolutely <laughs> not acceptable. <laughs> you know, I'm sort of looking for something part-time. I'm not really looking to fully commit, but I could do part-time terrorism. Sure, why not? Yes. You know, a couple days a week. Yeah, I could see myself doing what that. Are, it sounds nice. What are the hours? What are the benefits? If yeah, I'm work-life balance. I get a little terrorism in, a little life in. You know, it's fine. People are getting very extreme with their business terms. I don't, I don't, I've never heard job terrorism. <laughs> job terrorism. <laughs> I think that's a very specific term. Um, the store owner added that the cafe located, located in the Susukino Entertainment District, District in Sapporo was shut down for a day to replace all the drinking glasses in store. The cafe did not name the fired server. The cafe's name loosely translates to Problem Child Concept Cafe. Huh. Okay. So they were attracting a certain energy. Okay. Yeah, this is this is going to go with, I think, I'm not going to say, I don't want to victim blame <laughs> this cafe, but you did kind of. <laughs> I don't know. We okay. named our cafe Stabby Stabby Knife Cafe. And look what happened. I don't know. I mean. Somebody fucking stabbed somebody. <laughs> the cafe also advertised itself on Twitter as a space for dark girls and, quote, problem children who are the cutest. To serve oh their God. customers. So, yeah, I think they just kind huh. of were like, you got mental illnesses? Yeah, come on, <laughs> come you're on, hot. Like, <laughs> oh, you, you're bipolar? Yeah, get Listen, in Listen, Arby's has the meats. We have the mind, We have the mental illness, all right? it's Everybody's got something. Mm-hmm. The, uh, so in the apology, this is a weird, I think it's a translation thing because he starts with, please let me continue the store a little longer so I can be happy alone. Huh, I don't okay. know what that... Poor guy. Please let me keep my yeah, cafe. <laughs> don't shut me down. Oh, man. I'll clean the store, change glasses, and dispose of alcohol that may have been contaminated. Please, my Once lord. Once again... <laughs> I'll change the glasses. I'll change the tables. Please, my I, lord. I am very sorry to have caused you trouble this time. Which is also... In <laughs> this time. <laughs> next time. Next I time, I won't be so sorry. Japan is known for its concept cafes. In Tokyo, you can find a snake cafe a ninja-themed entertainment restaurant, and a variety of maid and butler cafes in the city's famed Akihabara district. Um, So, and however, some food establishments, like the conveyor belt sushi chain in uh, Shishiro, uh, have faced issues with a trend called Sushi terrorism. I've heard of this. I've heard that You've heard of sushi terrorism? Yeah, where people people are licking the sushi. Is that what's going on here? Yeah, they're basically uh, contamin. They're filming themselves contaminating communal soy sauce bottles and food meant for other customers. Yeah, it's not great. So why are we doing this? So that is. I just wanted to go through that because that is a quick food thing. But I wanted to go through this main article, which is a brief history of Quiznos claps. Quiznos, <laughs> Quiznos claps. Do you, 
Yeah. Do you remember the sandwich shop Quiznos? Of course. There was one in my town. Gotta love a good Quizno. Gotta love it. Well, you know what? People aren't going to be loving them for much longer. Well, they're, they still have stores open, but they, they did have uh, a wild trajectory of it. Do as we a agree business. that Quiznos was always sort of a, you know, a little a little better than Subway? Are we willing to do that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Subway is not very... Quiznos' whole thing was that all they were all toasted sandwiches, right? Like, they didn't have yeah. non-toasted sandwiches. I remember if getting, you're getting Quiznos. Here's my was decent. Here's my here's my point. Yeah. If you're getting a sandwich from Subway, God help you, first of all. But second mm-hmm. of all, if it's not toasted, you need to reevaluate your priorities in life because you can't have that smelly bread and have it also be cold. <laughs> you can't that, do it. The bread smell is the worst part. Yeah, the bread and smell also, is something. I mean, if you want to eat sponges, you can probably get sponges for cheaper. Yeah, you can. You um, can go to Dollar General. You got a lot of so, a lot of sponges. So this is from restaurantbusinessonline.com. <laughs> um and that sounds so, like definitely a real place. Restaurantbusinessonline.com. <laughs> it's it's just restaurantbusiness.com, but um or the full URL, whatever. So this is an article by Jonathan Mays, uh, and this is from June uh 13th, 2018. So a little bit past there. Uh on Monday, Quiznos was sold to an investment firm out of San Diego. This has given me time to tell the story of one of the biggest restaurant chain collapses in industry history. Whoa. Between 2007 and 2017, Quiznos shrunk from uh, 4,700 U.S. locations to fewer than, and give a a guess. Fewer than 50. No, they're doing better than that. Fewer than 400. So they're still like doing Wait, it was initially 7,000? 4,000. 4,000 down to 4,700. So 4,700. Wow. They've shrunk by, they shrunk by like 90%. A lot. Yeah. Wow. Uh, We can find no other example of a chain that has grown to that size and has shrunk that much in such a short period of time. How does a restaurant um, chain lose 90% of its units in a decade with a perfect (laughs) storm of bad decisions and bad luck? (laughs) (laughs) They're at the, like the failed chain business, like therapy group. And they're like, we never, you know, it's like like Blockbuster. We never anticipated digital sandwiches. We just never yeah. saw it coming. You know, <laughs> who would have thought that, that, that sandwiches were going to go to the cloud? You know, you couldn't charge twenty dollars for a sandwich. Now you probably could, but <laughs> back then <laughs> we I didn't think so. of the subscription sandwich model. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's a question: uh, Would you do a subscription sandwich? Depends on the if sandwiches. We... Depends on the price of subscription. I mean. And, also depends on how close I am to the lo- nearest location. If I could if walk down to street, a Quiznos and say it was fifty bucks a month, oh, yeah, that's probably, a good deal. I would subscribe that's... because then for lunches, I don't know what I'm doing for a lunch. I go get a Quiznos. Yeah, I might cool. even do a hundred dollars a month. So Quiznos had a bad business model, a tough competitor, and a devastating recession in a leverage buyout. And they also have uh, like per they have a graph. Uh, that shows how many like stores they had. It is the saddest graph. Oh, like it's no. just they made this graph just a dunk on Quiznos. Oh man, poor Quiznos. So the first section is fragile foundation. It's easy to forget how successful Quiznos was back in its heyday. The chain was rapidly growing, uh, rapidly growing threat to Subway in the early 2000s with innovative national ads and an early focus on internet focused marketing. And in the most confusing, out of context. Uh, parentheses I've seen in an article. Any remem- anyone remember Sponge Monkeys? 
I actually do remember Sponge Monkeys. You remember the Sponge Monkeys? Yeah, because they I, were weird. I, because they were weird. And I was watching like a compilation YouTube video of like the weirdest advertising campaigns and Sponge Monkeys was in there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's like that in the PS3 one with the weird baby dolls. Yeah, really being, super like, weird. Wild. Uh, it's toasted stubs were a contrast to the cold sandwiches that its larger rival served, which it's, it's the cold. Yeah, it was cold as oh, ice. If only somebody <laughs> can heat this up. And then Quiznos kicks in the door and they go, I got a toaster oven. It's all right, kids. Just gather around the gather around the Quiznos. We'll stay warm for the winter. <laughs> lovely, lovely sandwiches for us all. To put the chain's 4,700 unit size in 2007 perspective... Arby's and Firehouse Subs today operate a combined 4,300 locations. So they had 400 mm. fewer than Quiznos, and those are two wow. <laughs> like things combined. Uh, but those 4,700 locations were built on a weak foundation of low unit volumes and low profits. In 2007, I toured Quiznos headquarters with Greg uh, Brennanman, the CEO at the time, bragging much <laughs> brag while i was working with another publication franchise times the tour was designed to tout the chain's improvement during the tour we were in an elevator in which two employees were talking about a meeting the night before quote boy were those franchisees mad one said <laughs> oh no <laughs> which is not what you want oh, to see in front of a reporter the, i wonder if the ceo was like stop it oh stop it stop it why were they mad because they weren't making money Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'll make anyone pretty bad. Yeah. Quiznos at the time relied on food and paper sold to its franchisees in uh to make much of its profits. Food the company and paper? owned What do you mean paper? Like I think it's like the wrapping paper of the sandwiches. That's a significant chunk of their margin. That's wild. Yeah, that is <laughs> I guess it is. Uh the company owned a subsidiary called American Food Distributors that bought food uh from vendors and distributed the food food <laughs> to operators. That subsidiary took in $500 million, uh, in revenue in 2006. Those 4,700 locations averaged just $400,000 in revenue a year, which mm, is not very not high. The high food costs made it tough for them to make a profit. In 2007, operators were suing the chain and forming rogue franchisee associations. Uh, and apparently one famously took his own life, which is a weird link to in it, like hyperlinks to a different thing. Oh, weird. We're not going to. Yeah. So it was a very desperate thing. Hmm. So but that is basically like they were selling the the ingredients to their uh, franchisees. Right. This is a franchise model like a, where you buy at from a big, the, market. The big corporation. Yeah. yeah. The, so in 2006, uh, a private equity firm, CCMP Capital Advisors, bought a minority stake in Quiznos from Consumer Capital Partners, an investment firm led by Rick Schneiden. Uh The leveraged buyout left the company with hundreds of millions in debt. Uh, when Quiznos filed for bankruptcy in 2014, the company had $875 million in loan oh obligations. That's so, a lot. That's a lot that's of a cheesy lot. parm subs. Uh, so leverage buyouts, for those who don't know, assume the company will continue to grow because money from the company is used to pay the previous owners, mm -hmm. in this case, consumer capital partners. Such buyouts are relatively common. And also in the weirdest follow-up ever, they're also massively risky. Hmm. <laughs> they're very yeah. common, but they're risky. You know, our economy right now. Uh, and Quiznos would prove to be the worst case scenario. And in a sub subheading... Subway. 
<laughs> oh yeah, just the big the big Subway. guy in the room, huh? Yeah. The Milford Connecticut based sandwich uh might be giant might be struggling, but it had long been a dominant force in the sandwich business. Is it still Perhaps is it struggling? Is, when was this I written? Think, is this is it still struggling? I think because they just open up so many subways, it's so easy to become franchisee because yeah. I think like last week tonight I watched a thing about it and it's like hard it's like to pretty make a profit. Brutal. Yeah. Um, because like another shop will just open across the street because you just need li- like literally a toaster oven. You need like a plug in a toaster oven and right. you have a subway. Like <laughs> there you go. Uh, so the company did two things that would hammer Quiznos. First, it added small toasters in all of its locations in 2005. <laughs> it's literally like, yep, we're going to do toasted sandwich. I can't believe we didn't think of this. All we need to do is <laughs> plug in the toaster. Eroding what Quiznos felt was a competitive advantage, which is damn it. We should have copyrighted that. <laughs> uh, yeah, they. It's literally they did one extra thing, and they're like, we could just fucking do that too. <laughs> the smaller chain failed to properly react to the move. And How then, gonna, wait a minute. How are you expected to react? Most more toasted. <laughs> more, they what if we do so charcoal choice charcoal sandwiches? <laughs> burnt as fuck. And then Subway began selling footlong subs at $5, the classic mm-hmm. $5 footlong. Quiznos made the mistake of trying to compete by discounting. Maybe the most famous came in 2009, when the company set out a coupon for a free sandwich, and franchisees, angry at the discounts and low profits, revolted and refused to accept the coupons. Wow. Customers got angry, and Quiznos' problems got worse. I actually remember that coupon. Huh. Like, I remember specifically getting, like, I can envision the sheet in my mind of, like, the, the coupon free. and then going to go get, because it was, like, a good deal. Like, it was, like, I Yeah, why how, would you just cash in on a free sandwich? That sounds great. I feel like back then, there the sam- a sandwich was, like, $9 at Quiznos, which is wow, relatively high. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is high, especially, like, you think about the time when they were hot was probably, like, what, 2010? Around there? Yeah. The two, so, $9, for a sandwich is probably pretty expensive back then. Yeah. I mean, still is, but. And uh, speaking of 2008, the recession. Yep. <laughs> so uh, the free sub promo and Subway's $5 foot long offer came just as the recession hit. The recession was bad on the restaurant industry as consumers cut back on dining out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is pretty self-explanatory. So 700 locations closed in 2009. Wow. Another 800 closed in 2010. Okay. So they just start dropping because the franchisees are like, I can't afford to keep open. Right. Like, <laughs> there's no way. Um, and so Quiznos equipment could be had on Craigslist for pennies on the dollar. Oh, my God. Which no is way. <laughs> so, somebody was absolutely like, I got a fucking Quiznos to- toaster oven. <laughs> Welcome to Quizno Tony's. It's me, yeah. Tony. And I get to make your sandwich however I want. You don't get welcome to Quizno Tony's where you can have it my way. All right. You get, I, I don't got the au jus from the, that one sandwich that they had, that one very good one, but I, I get, I got some, uh, but I got some, some weird this, drippings under my fridge. I got fridge. Uh, this jar of pickles that's been in my fridge for three years. You can have some of that au jus if you want. Uh, uh, no, you could have that. Some of that. Uh, Quiznos could have helped those operators out, but it had that debt it needed to pay off. The funding from sales of that food was too important. So the so chain so kept said they closing said, ah, units. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. So now we get to today. Quiznos has kept closing U.S. units year after year. This is a they use a weird. They don't explain this. So here's the percentage of unit count closures the past five years according to Technomic. 
Um, and then I think this is just like how how many closed of the total they had that year. Okay. So 25.6%, uh, 30%, 33%, 26%, 23%. So they are right. cl- closing like a quarter of their things per, per year. Wow. Like every time they, they lose a quarter of their, right, right. their stores. U.S. system sales, which had reached nearly $1.9 billion in 2007, were down to uh, $171 million in 2017. Wow. According to Technomic. The company does have more than 300 international locations, but those are declining too. The number of international locations declined 9% last year. The good news is that the financial strategies, notably the food charges, that helped lead to so many closures are done, and the company's unit volumes are increasing. Average unit volumes rose 3.9% last year, according to Technomic. What lessons did we learn from this, Theo? On their own, the different factors that contribute to Quizno's downfall are common. Leverage buyouts are common. Systems often charge operators for things like food or rent. Many franchisees as small have small uh, franchisees have small franchisees with uh, small unit volumes. Recessions happen every few years, and the business is always competitive. What made Quiznos unique is that all this happened to the same company at the same time. Huh. It's unlikely we'll see another situation like this ever again. So, Will, so, us mm-hmm. based in Boston, a major metropolitan city. Yep. Where do you think the nearest open Quiznos is? I just looked on oh, Google Maps. This is this. I, I was going to do this. I, I forgot to open it up. I'm going to say I'm going to say it's in somewhere in Western Mass, like Worcester. You have to go out of state. I'll tell you that much. Out of state? You have to go out is of it- state. Fuck. There's is no it in open Connecticut. It's in Connecticut. It's in. Oh my god! It's in New Haven, Connecticut. Is is the closest? Is the closest, is the closest one, one. I did a search in Boston. Like I was like, surely there's one, you know, somewhere in the greater Boston area. And Google Maps zoomed way out and was peppered said with Quiznos locations. And I looked at it, and every single one of them said permanently closed until I zoomed <laughs> all the way out to get to New Haven. Now here's the question: Field trip. No, <laughs> not for a mediocre sandwich. Are you kidding me? It's, yeah, I, I don't remember them being like excellent sandwiches. I remember them being pretty good. I would, I would make, I would make the pilgrimage to a rainforest cafe, having never been. <laughs> but I would not go to a shitty Quiznos. This is not I what I would like to do. I did watch a YouTube video of a guy who went to like yes. every rainforest. Yes, I watched this too. <laughs> So that was a great one because his like mental decline where he's just like there's only so much you can get <laughs> so much you can do. and like getting the like minutiae of like well this one had better rain time yeah. <laughs> stuff like that absolutely oh wild God. but anyway let's go on to your next segment get to go on to my next segment it's a banger because we're going down into the ground and it's time to wake up. It's time to <laughs> smell the ask. What is it? What do we? This, what do we taxidermy with? Is this it's, toasted bread? Is that a Quiznos <laughs> toaster oven? That's my taxidermy secret. Every animal <laughs> is stuffed with old Quizno bread. I bought it at <laughs> cheap discount, and it's great for great for uh, taxidermy. It keeps it keeps because it's sponge. Because it's sponge, it absorbs the moisture and gets stale at the same time somehow. Even uh, yeah, though it's those it's, opposite <laughs> things. Yeah. But anyway, ugh, this is you know what? I wake up here and I always <laughs> I always have a weird taste in my mouth. Oh, that's because I brush your teeth every time you pass out. 
<laughs> I I use the same brush that I use on the rats. On the rats. It's 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 a full circle moment, you know, cuz it's like first it was on the rat and then it's in you and then and it's now I'm the, the rat. Yeah, yeah, now you're the I'm rat little, exactly. Little rat. Yeah. I've got some great selections for you today. This is, of course, the taxidermy shop. Will wakes up here and has to bid on high-ticket items, such yeah. as our first item up, taxidermy rat with white teeth showing off. Good <laughs> oral hygiene, funny taxidermy <laughs> art. Very apropos. So I was very on point when I yes, said very good. On the teeth. Okay. Hmm. This is, uh, is it just, is it human chompers? Is it? Do, do they look no, like dentures? That would be that would be something else. That would be a, a maybe a bridge too far even for me to have I real would, human teeth. No, and but I'm going I'm, to send in like, our in our very cursed chat channel at this point because it's filled with oh, gross this, images. <laughs> no, that's what I was asking. If it was like <laughs> human style teeth, like, oh, oh, human oh, style fuck. teeth. Yes, yes, of course. Oh, oh, yeah. This this is full uh, toothy. Uh, I'm gonna say that they used some uh, plaster of Paris to make these teeth, <laughs> and he's holding. He has the big toothpaste, and he has a, a nice little toothbrush. He's a little Steve on. Harvey rat, you know. It's very good. <laughs> he's got that smile. He's got a good one for you today. Smile. All right, here's uh. the description: taxidermy rat with pearly white teeth made to order. Rat mount showing off his good oral hygiene, fun anthropomorphic taxidermy art. This little dude is super amped about his shiny, pearly whites. He's very concerned with oral hygiene, so he makes the effort to brush and floss regularly. Good thing there's rat-sized dental, dental care products. These oh particular pieces have sold, but I can duplicate uh -huh. the design, and the one you will receive will be very similar. Oh, it's not even this rat. <laughs> it's a different rat. Well, what am yes, I liking that is white item, Will. You don't get to just look and take everything off the shelf like you regularly do. These are That's hot how eBay items. works. This is... <laughs> no, this is a new business model I made to order eBay. <laughs> okay. This rat's human-like teeth are gleaming due to the Ugh. toothpaste and toothbrush he's got. Perhaps he just came back from a trip to the rat dentist. He's mounted on a gold-painted wood disc. Everything handmade is made by me and shipping from North Carolina, United States. Very good. And you can buy one, two, or three of these items at a time. Incredible oh, deals great. here. That's great. Incredible okay, do offers. They, do they give you a bundle discount if you buy four? Uh, no, they don't. But they do have a separate but, image of a different rat that was also uh, this design. Oh, and I'm going to send it to you because it's oh, even no. more cursed. No, it's incredibly oh, cursed. Oh, oh, that's worse. That's so much worse. Holy shit. It's very bad. Okay, this one so looks like some like a fungus from The Last of Us has infected its nose yeah, and its spread nose, on it, along its lips. Yeah, it it the nose is like it, it yeah, it goes down like cat lips almost of like but it's pink. Like it's oh, the teeth are terrible. It's really not fun to look at. I wish I hadn't sent it. <laughs> the first one it looks so much better in in retrospect. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. can you I can't dunk say, on them because it can always get worse will you forget that it can always get worse it is on a, a gold little disc and it uh -huh. is funny that i can see the glue like the on the you feet. can see <laughs> the glue that's very you know it's an actual you know it's a feature not a bug you know oh okay uh, so care to can... put in a sort of an offer on this one just see what you can get for it uh now theo i i'm somebody who is uh a little bit nervous at the dentist. Sure. 
I think if I saw this on the shelf, <laughs> it would make me exponentially more nervous. Now, would it, behave you, would it make you behave better or worse? Oh, I would be freaking out. I'd be like, Who's, whose rat is this? Like, I would just be whose like, rat is this? Why did they give him toothpaste? Why do you have this? Why do you think this would be calming? And then just be like, oh, great. Let's bring in the clown. What, let's a dentist get can't have a copy anymore? Clown. Come on. Let's, let's calm this boy down. He, he's freaking out. Give him the uh, gas. I'm going to say $40. Wow. You don't appreciate I'm art, low. apparently. Yeah. $179 each. Fuck that. No, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so high for the, the poor quality. Uh, well, apparently more than one has sold because this one is Ugh. not immediately available. So, um, <laughs> so all I'll right. So I'll take an item. So you're not into that one. That's fine. Here's another yeah. one. This one's called Taxidermy Bunny Rabbit Full Body Mount Self-Standing Fluffy White with Brown Spots. And you might notice something different about this one. Okay. this is, I mean, this sounds just like a rabbit, like a taxidermy. Ah, you're onto something here. Here's the description. Taxidermy Bunny Rabbit. Adorable. White with brown markings. Fluffy and small. Absolutely precious. Mm. Normally, my pieces have a theme or a specific style I'm working with. Here, mm -hmm. I really wanted to get the anatomical structure of the rabbit's body correct. I no. tend to not always prioritize anatomical accuracy, as <laughs> my focus is more on the aesthetics, you know, cultivating a vibe, as it were, yeah. you know. Yeah, you know how these rabbits can't normally do a disco pose, but I can make them do that. <laughs> you know I how usually a... rabbits don't wear thongs? I usually yeah. add that myself. <laughs> I, give, I give them thongs uh -huh. because I am a master of life <laughs> and death. But for this little one, I wanted them to look real, alive. I'm not sure if I accomplished this, mm. but I have never gotten the feel place, the feet placement so so perfect before. I'm very pleased with how he turned out. Please. And I You're will now send, send you the photo because... <laughs> no, it's not going to be good, is it? It's not going to be good. Oh, oh, that's bad. <laughs> okay, so the feet are... Oh, they're bulbous. Those are some bulbous toes. Um, okay, so the feet placement, they're true. that's true, but it How is How are sitting? you not talking about the eyeball? That's the, the thing I go to immediately. Insane. Okay, so... And also the ears are insane, too. And the no everything about its face is... Imagine... Uh, how do I even describe this? Imagine uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh-huh. I'm imagining. And they're, they're trying to, like, it's Leatherface trying to put on the skin of a rabbit's face. Like, that's why. Yeah, it's, it's, a little, it's a little like that. Yeah, I would say that's pretty accurate. Because it looks like the eye has, like, a brown eyelid that is obviously not, like, There's I've never seen. There's a bald patch ever. around its eye that is pretty disturbing. Yeah, and the ears are like brown and looks like mummified. Like it's in the first matted. Like it's not even good. To like pad <laughs> if it's you like saw that bunny in your yard, swindling. you would you would move. You would no yeah. longer live in that house anymore. That's a meth. This is a meth rabbit. This is a this meth is a bot. <laughs> this is a meth rabbit. Yes. Hey, hey welcome to the neighborhood. Uh, I hope you don't mind if I just kind of hop through here. And he just like instead of hopping, he just gets on his legs and he just starts walking. And you're like, oh, uh. <laughs> just let me get a little hit of that. Come on, come on. This is terrible. I mean, oh god, yeah. So, uh, so he just yeah. wanted to get it good, and he just he just failed. wanted to get it good, man. I mean, sometimes quality speaks for itself. I mean, come on, <laughs> what's so wrong with that? This is a nightmare. Oh god, and I know because it's a rabbit, because rats are are get apparently getting 175 if they're in disgusting rats. Oh yeah, so I can absolutely. Only imagine, I'm gonna say that the they're gonna charge 250. 
This one is two ninety nine. You were very oh, close, oh but still slightly undervaluing the artwork that is this amazing piece. I remembered also that if I guess it right, then you have to get it. I'm so happy I didn't guess it right. This is a uh, yes. One. Yeah, you can't. I don't have very much free money at this point, so yeah. you have to sort of bear with me while I don't purchase any of these three hundred rat, three hundred dollar disturbing rabbit. All right. Well, we have one last selection for you. Oh, thank God. This one is entitled Possum Princess Taxidermy Real Opossum Semi-Soft Mount Bad Turks Taxidermy Disaster. Disaster. <laughs> this one put disaster right <laughs> in the title. They're admitting to it. They, they know are it's bad. They're admitting to it. So here's a little description for you. Uh... Possum Princess Taxidermy, real opossum, semi-soft mount, bad taxidermy, disaster, anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic mess, full-body standing mount no. oddities. No, don't make an anthropomorphic. Fuck no. They're making, <laughs> that's the opposite of what this guy was doing, and he did it wrong, so I imagine this is going to be even more of a nightmare. Full-body, large Virginia opossum, semi-soft, soft, semi-soft mount, self-standing, dot, 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 sort of. So wearing <laughs> wearing a lovely white dress and a tiara because she's a princess. It continues. Okay, so this is a very very bad taxidermy. Okay, uh, this is listen. I wanted to get ahead of the story. This is real fucked up. This is the it's, first one where we've had them say this is a very very bad taxidermy. Oh my god, they've all been bad. This is the first one that's been like listen, the next the next fun. line of the description. Just wanted to be clear about that. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I know I'm buying trash. I had never worked with an opossum before. I had no idea how prone they were to slippage, a.k.a. hair loss. So this animal is absolutely covered in bald patches, mostly (laughs) on the back and belly. No! (laughs) The, The description continues. I also had just acquired a pressure washer and attempted to clean the animal with it. What? Not knowing how strong <laughs> pressure washers are. As you a result, idiot. as a result, I blew countless holes in this bar. <laughs> <laughs> A, a little like massage washer. It's a pressure washer. Do you think how well, after you after you shoot the first hole in the it, first place? Why would you keep going after you shoot the? That's us. Do you think? Do you think there was that moment where he just kind of goes and then he, like there's a moment where he freezes and he goes, oh whoa, like, oh shit. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> this is one that I, I don't want to see, but I I have to see. It continues. Just absolutely covered in rips, <laughs> holes, and tears, which I slowly, over the course of many days, meticulously sewed up by hand. Lesson learned. Ugh. So this really was just a practice piece. She's wearing the dress to cover up the Frankenstein-ishness of her torso. She sits on her bum, sort of, tends to tip over. Her feet extend outwards and her toes are a crooked mess. Her arms are bent backward in the wrong way forever. Her head is mounted traditionally on foam fo- on a form form. Her body is stuffed with various things. <laughs> various things? Like old, old sock I found. Some, uh, some uh, tissue paper, I guess. Uh, that some I already old used Doritos. I just shoved it's them in there. <laughs> That's a crunchy. This is a crunchy possum. <laughs> 
I was hoping she would be softer and more plush, but I'm not really not great at tanning yet. So the leather hardened up. So she is unbending and stiff. So it's like literally the worst thing you could possibly do for to any taxidermy where it's stiff. It's full of holes. It's missing patches of fur. It's, oh can't sit, it's doing a drunk lean. Like it's just like it's hammered. It's not. Oh great. my God. I think I need to start doing the taxis at the end of the year where I give out awards to the best and worst taxidermies. <laughs> what this this is a running? taxi winner. Absolutely. Oh. Uh, the dress is tied around her neck, so not permanently attached. You oh. could undress her and let her the world see her flaws. No. I put so much work into this piece, and she's an absolute mess. So many lessons <laughs> we, were learned, however. I would love to her to go to someone who appreciates the perfectly imperfectness and the absurdity at the process of her creation. She is about 17 inches tall. Perfect opportunity who wants for someone who wants a full-size opossum without the hefty price tag, because it okay. is badly done. Okay, <laughs> Will. Terrible. It's time for the big picture. It's time for you to see the thing. I want to see this little princess. Please describe what you see. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Can I just say, like, we've been doing the taxidermy thing Uh for a a while. It's a shtick. Uh-huh. I have to say, from a, a outsider perspective, if animals could talk and saw this, in particular, they would be terrified. Why? Holy shit! Why? This is, because this is this is like if you took grandma and you tried to taxidermy her it's with no rough. knowledge. It's, this the eyes are going completely different directions, kind of like in not even uh-huh. like even with each other. They're like off centered. Very pink nose. Very pink. The toes are look like uh, <laughs> like claws. The eyes Where, are also pointing in different directions in such a way that makes it look like it's just a moron. <laughs> it's just, it, they just took a, a grandma's curtain, cut a little dress out of it, because it's yeah. just like a doily. It's it, looks not like a, it looks like a hospital gown a little bit. And the second image you said to me, is it on the toilet? Yeah, I think <laughs> that they're just leading into it. Yeah, it's stiff as a board, and it's, it has to be leaned up. This is terrifying. Its this, toes feel- are also really disgusting. If you if you take a look at those, it's it's just. I mean, it's an opossum's foot, so uh, there's only so much you can do there. But this I is mean, the first one that I think I'm going to say, "Poor baby." This looks poor like baby. a little baby. No, did not deserve like, this. Oh man, yeah, didn't because possums are cute and they are good for the environment. They eat ticks, and they don't have rabies. so well. For this amazing, immaculate creature that was such a learning opportunity. No hefty oh, price tag. Uh, this is tough because they said it's at a discount. So what the fuck do they think the discount is? What do you think they one? think a discount is for a 17-inch mm. tall opossum? I'm going to say $150. See, that's where you'd be wrong because it's also $299 what? on discount. <laughs> so it's twice the price I said. $300 on discount. Oh, uh, and eBay says people want this. 17 people are watching this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, those are memers. These, those are people. Who are These are memers. These are our people. These are you. These are these people are like me. you. <laughs> <laughs> like you sick turd watching these texts there this year. Oh, this is, my God. This is untenable. And this, this was is... a truly unhinged version of this show. So please, and thank you for coming to my taxidermy shop i will set you free now with your now that you've been enlightened well i'm glad that we're free because i can breathe the air and it oh it still smells like quiznos i can't (laughs) escape this quiznos
But thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode. What a weird... We talked about a lot of food, and then we talked about things that made you would make you want to throw up that food. Yeah, hopefully you weren't eating a meal throughout, because the first 40%, eh, probably 70% could, of the podcast, you could you could be fine. You could and then it, the last then 30%, like, yeah, oh no, it's all coming yeah, back. It would sour your stomach. Um, but thank you for listening, making it all the way through the end. Remember, if you like this episode... Give us a rating. Give us a review on your podcast network of choice. iTunes, Spotify, give us those five stars. We love to see it. If you have any segments, send it to segmentcitypodcast at gmail.com. Hit up our Twitter, Segment City. Our YouTube is Segment City. And we want to give a big thank you to somebody in particular. Big thanks to Rachel Robison. She does our intro music and she has other music that you can find around the globe on your streaming platform of choice as well for music not for podcasts don't get them twisted up maybe they're the same maybe they're like spotify maybe they're the same one mm-hmm. and some say that rachel robison is stuffed full of many things like talent like what and okay okay good and <laughs> good humor and friendship and and loyalty and never telling the police about what happened on may 13th 1941 Full of not talking, full of <laughs> loyalty. Full of it'd be a shame if anything were to happen. Yeah, that's a very nice podcast uh, you got there. Podcast. <laughs> it'd be a shame. But going with our theme of thinking things that make you want to throw up. Uh-huh. I was poisoned.com, baby. We're ending that's, with I was poisoned. Yeah, pretty on brand. And I got uh I got two for you. Uh-huh. This is from Costco. Lobster. Oh, Oh, no, <laughs> you should never eat a lobster. A Costco, Costco lobster? Costco Come lobster. on. You were uh, the making a mistake on purpose. This is the Costco in Park City Drives, uh, Simi Valley, California. I, I bought lobster tails from here, and a day and a half later, I got very sick. Which I'm going to say, that's a day and a half is a pretty good like. <laughs> I left them in. sitting out in the sun, and I don't know what happened. <laughs> Thought it was the flu. Two days later, I'm still sick. I ate one the same day I bought them, froze the other two, and gave them to my daughter. She cooked them tonight and said they smelled like hair dye. <laughs> they oh threw them god. in the trash. Oh my god. <laughs> Imagine getting a lobster from your dad, and you're just like, Dad, this is you threw up from these, so like I'm gonna polish. and this smells terrible. <laughs> uh I had COVID and taste buds are not the best, but it didn't taste normal. But <laughs> I was <laughs> eating them in the dark with COVID. Could, My taste buds were so confused. If it could get through the COVID, I think that's a bad sign. That's a bad sign. Uh, but thought it was just me because store has a good reputation. Won't buy meat from there ever. And then right. they had the, the <laughs> for some reason, they had their uh, receipt. Like they just posted their receipt. Um, and somebody commented on this. Oh, what'd they say? From Anonymous18927, $60 for a dead animal carcass. Negative <laughs> one down votes. <laughs> Listen, $60 <laughs> for a dead, dead animal carcass. That's a pretty good deal as far as our track record knows. I mean, $60 for, lamb, for lobster tails, for bad lobster tails. Yeah. Um, and this is just a quick one for Walmart Supercenter, and it's Lucky Charms oh. in the villages, Florida, and 
Couple days ago, Lucky Charm cereal I ate. The cereal then woke up with excruciating pain, stomach pains, cramping to where my abdominal muscles hurt for days on end in green stool and diarrhea. Oh no. Which is very seasonal. Green <laughs> stool. Green like, yeah, stool. The Lucky Charm. It was St. Patrick's Day. What were you thinking? It's because it was the, it was magic clovers turned milk green. <laughs> Lucky Charms. What the fuck were you expecting, dude? <laughs> it, the milk was green. <laughs> oh, but anyway, hope you don't. Hey, don't get fo- food poisoning. Don't give. Hey, don't intentionally give yourself food poisoning. All right. Stop giving your children lobster tails. Why are you giving these bad <laughs> green lobster, lobster tails? But stay safe uh, out there. Remember. Never tell them what happened. <laughs>